It's been a season full of drama, twists and turns and the climax of the Premier League campaign was truly extraordinary with Manchester City producing a title-winning comeback for the ages and Burnley falling through the trapdoor just before the season came to a close. Now we have two of the biggest games in world football to enjoy. Liverpool will face Real Madrid in a blue-chip Champions League final and then either Nottingham Forest or Huddersfield Town will win the high-stakes shootout that is the championship playoff final. I'm Kevin Hatchard and this is Football Only Better. He'll be on a plane to Paris straight after recording. Odds compiler and betting expert Mark Stinchcomb is with us for this very special show. Stinch, let's start straight away with that Champions League final. We're purely going to look at the match odds and and winner markets to start with. Liverpool uh, down as much as 2.1, I saw, uh, to win in 90 minutes. But given what Real Madrid have achieved in this tournament, and the fact that they knocked Liverpool out in the quarterfinals last season, albeit a week in Liverpool, is that a bit short? Um, I think if you take it just on the numbers and remove the context that it's a Champions League final and any previous kind of head-to-head nuances, although, as you alluded to, was a week in Liverpool, I think Nathaniel Phillips and Kabak were the, the centre-backs uh, in, the, in the away game. Um, I think if you remove all of that, I think the odds are, are probably about right if you look at how the two teams work in terms of chance creation, essentially. Um, kind of do kind of do very quick sort of uh, Jake's job what he would probably bring to the table you look at Liverpool and Real Madrid in the Champions League Liverpool creating over two expected goals per game conceding fewer than one whereas you look at Madrid it's 1.694 1.64 against so you immediately can see the the difference there in terms of chance creation and chance conceding Liverpool won all three of their two-legged ties on expected goals Madrid lost all of their three two-legged ties on expected goals um, and then if you just look at the team at the te- both teams in their domestic leagues. Uh, Liverpool's expected goal differential is plus 1.6. Real Madrid is plus 0.9. And that's very similar to the kind of two teams' expected goals here that are driving the, the markets. So essentially, um, you've got Liverpool around about 1.65 and Madrid around about 1.2. And you put those two numbers together and that's how you get in Liverpool around about 11 to 10. So based on all of that, kind of happy with, with the odds. But I can understand if people have got an opinion because they're looking at it a bit more uh, less scientific and more about game state and tie state. Yeah, this is the interesting thing that it's all of those intangibles. We've got the professor of punting, a betting philosopher, the inimitable Jason Murphy with us. And Jason is perfect uh, for these intangibles because, Jason, everything Stinch said is true. It's all correct. Like, you look at the figures, they're indisputable. And yet, you've got a football club that's won the European Couple Champions League 13 times. You've got a club that has looked out of this competition several times against Paris, against Chelsea, against Manchester City. This is where these intangibles like experience swagger to an extent because this is a group of players that goes, well, hang on, we're Real Madrid. And it doesn't make any logical sense, but they've done it. And they've done it to several clubs. They have. 
and we'll try and make logical sense of it. So the numbers are excellent and they're great for giving us an opinion on what should happen. And when you hear Real Madrid's numbers versus Liverpool have been so bad in the competition, not as good domestically. What was the context that happened then? If, if Madrid were getting played off the park in these games, how were they still here? And what happened to get them here? Is that repeatable in the final? So there's been huge moments that Real Madrid have caused to happen, like Ferland Mendy's clearance off the line from Grealish. How important was that? Like the determination did not give up is incredible. But there's things that have happened in those matches that I don't see this Liverpool team repeating those mistakes. If you think of Donnarumma, you think of Mendy goalkeeping mistakes that contribute to Madrid getting through. Alisson has moments at times, but I don't expect him to have a moment as big as that. If you consider things like Ruben Diaz giving away that penalty, Laporte with an outstretched arm, the way Man City got sucker punched twice in a couple of minutes at the end of that game, I don't see that Liverpool defence making those mistakes, getting sucker punched like that. Um, even the goals, the Benzema headers at Stamford Bridge, I don't see them happening. I just don't see that with this Liverpool defensive Van Dijk and Alisson are on form. If you Fabinho in front of them, Modric maybe doesn't get the time to pick out that assist that he did at the Bernabeu against Chelsea. So those intangibles, Madrid drive some of that through pure determination. Class is always permanent. And come Saturday night, Courtois could be brilliant. Benzema could have a moment. And that's when that Real Madrid bet clicks for them to lift the trophy. But for me, at the prices, I'd be siding with Liverpool to win it in 90 minutes. I make them about even money. So you're getting slightly bigger at about 11 to 10. So for me, I think a poor last seven is more likely to happen than a poor last 14 come Saturday night. Just as Liverpool strengthened their squad mid-season with Luis Diaz, we beefed ours up with the excellent Betfair trader and tipster Emmett O'Keefe. Emmett, how do you see this one? Because, as I say, everything the guys logically is saying makes perfect sense. Jason's just laid it out perfectly there that Liverpool should be able to stop a lot of what Real Madrid have been able to do to teams. But then you look at the season Benzema's had, you look at Courtois being a world-class goalkeeper. Liverpool may well win this, but they're going to have to do it the hard way. Absolutely. I think, yeah, as, as, the, lads, as the lads have outlined, Real have been the, been the inferior side in each, uh, as, as, the stat, as the stats suggest, in each of their, their three knockout ties. And yeah, like as in, because then if you play this game a hundred times, Liverpool surely win it more. Liverpool are definitely the more likely winners. But I just think there's a couple of factors that would point me, point me towards Real Madrid or maybe being slightly big price. Just, just the way Liverpool play, there's an element, not quite roulette, but they're, they're, they're we've kind of a, I think we've very knowledgeable listenership. So the listeners may have seen that, those statistics that they had on Sky Sports there a few weeks ago, with the number of times Liverpool catch their opponents offside. In the Premier League this season, Liverpool have caught their opponents offside 144 times. A little bit of context. The team that's in second in that statistic is Man City, and they've only caught their opponents uh, offside 94 times. So that that shows you... That's an enormous Liv- difference. Yeah, it's an enormous difference, exactly. So that shows you how much Liverpool are relying on that high line and getting their timing absolutely perfect to catch players offside. But the issue with that is, is that... That I, again, again, an over-league season against the majority of teams they play, that will work. And Liverpool, obviously, are a very statistically orientated organisation. And like, and in, in the vast majority of games, that strategy will work. But I think this is a different, either playing it's a different beast here, in the sense that if I was to say, 
if I was to pick two players in world football who could expose that high line, I think it could be Vinicius Jr. and 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 Karim Benzema. I, I, I'm, I'm very confident Liverpool control this game. They'll press and um, they'll press Real Madrid high. But I think Real Madrid would be happy with that. I think they're and then they're going to wait, sit deep, and get and try and have a Tony Cruz and Luka Modric pinging passes through the high line. And the other the other thing is, like in modern football, we don't have we don't have that many kind of traditional wingers anymore. Coaches like Pep Guardiola and Thomas Tuchel. Are looking for kind of players to kind of to manipulate possession, pass the ball sideways instead of take this instead of take the opposition opposition man on. We saw that Jack Grealish kind of allude to that in his interview after the match, where he was saying he was afraid of Pep to play like he kind of did Aston Villa. He was afraid of losing the ball. Vinicius Junior is not that. Vinicius Junior is a traditional winger who would really go for his man. And I don't think Trent Alexander Arnold. I don't think he's anywhere near the same level defensively as Reese James and Kyle Walker. They're the only. Well, defender. that was a big feature of last year, wasn't yeah. it, Emmett? Because actually, if you look at that first leg, I mean, again, you know, and Stinch has said, Matt yeah. Phillips and Ozan Kabak, bless them, but, you know, Champions League quarterfinal, not that level. Yeah. So that's obviously a massive difference, but it's not going to stop them doing that. And even Wolves on the final day of the Premier League season, Pedro Neto, before he went off injured, was having the run of the field in behind Trent Alexander-Arnold down that left-hand side so it is an issue that Liverpool have to solve isn't it? That's it and I think as well it's one of these things where to stop those counter-attacks happening a lot of Liverpool's strength is their midfield presses so well that it shuts down the pass out right I just wonder with the like you've Thiago and Fabinho coming into this game coming off injuries and Liverpool as well Liverpool like isn't and Liverpool are coming off, obviously, a 38-game season, a high-intensity game against Wolves. Will they be able to shut down the Real Madrid counter-attacks as effectively as they have been all season? I'm not sure. Like, we've seen, we saw um, a couple of weeks ago, like, Aston Villa created good chances against Liverpool on the counter-attack. Tottenham created good chances in the counter-attack. And I just think, I think Real Madrid as well, like, they've had, they were able to rest players the previous week and then have a kind of, and then have a bit of a hit out last week just to get them. Like Real have a better preparation, a less stressful, less intensive preparation. So just by Liverpool being the better team over the season and a more reliable proposition, I think I, I would lean towards Real Madrid in, 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 in the match betting for the factors I've outlined. Now, we know how frustrating it is when you get frozen out of a bet, so Betfair is now offering no cash-out suspensions on match odds over-under and goal markets on the sportsbook, even during VAR reviews or when there's a penalty. Judging by what Emmett has just been saying and what I believe could happen in the game, I was pleasantly surprised to see Vinicius Jr. at 2.6 in the new score or assist market on the sportsbook. Stinch... Who stands out to you in terms of players that might make a big impact on this game? Uh, I've got quite a few down here. So, uh, hopefully Good. They're, yeah, a <laughs> few juicy prices. So, um, yeah, Vinicius is a, is a perfect place to start because Trent Alexander-Arnold is 4-1 to one to be booked. And considering the fact that Vinicius in the Champions League, his opposition right back has been booked in eight of the last 16 Champions League games. That makes plenty of appeal. And you can consider the fact that Trent was also carded against him for a foul on him in the away leg last season. So makes plenty of makes plenty of appeal at four to one. 
Uh, another player in the, the booking market I was looking at was Sadio Mane. He's also 4-1 to one for a card. He was carded in the away game last season against Madrid and also in the 2018 final. If you throw in the fact he was also, also been booked twice against Atletico, he definitely seems to have some uh, beef with the Madrid clubs. And he's got an edge, you... hasn't he, Mane? Yes. He, he, he's a world-class player, but he's got that. I mean, it's part of what makes him a world-class player, I guess, that competitive edge. But you wouldn't mess with him. He, mm-hmm. He's, you know, the odd use of the arm here and there. He's not shy of that. Yeah, I mean, it's not just like fouls. I think he's got a little bit a bite in him basically yeah. and he'll, hap- he'll happily snap back he he pokes somebody in the eye against Everton for for a yellow card recently um so you're not you're not even relying on a, on a, a genuine foul I think it's almost his his temperament that you can kind of get at but if you look at him dis- domestically in big games over the last couple of seasons booked against City booked twice against Chelsea twice against Arsenal booked against United twice against Everton so in the big games he clearly plays on the edge so yeah I think he looks uh, an attractive bet for a card as well um, so if you were to back both Trent and Mane, you get a double there of 24 to 1, which landed in the away leg last season and makes plenty of appeal. You could also back Mane to score along with a card at 14 to 1. Since he's returned from the African Cup of Nations, I've been quite impressed with him in the central striker position. He's been brilliant. He's, got, he's been so yeah. good. Nine goals in 12 games there. Um, and if, and uh, obviously, he's quite a short price to score. I think he's 17 to 10. Um, so that's quite a big leap from 17 to 10 to 14 to 1. You know, and you've got plenty on your side there because you could also, in the same moment that he scores, you could also obviously take a shirt off, do something involving the crowd, whatever. So you've got plenty on side there. Um, in terms of Madrid going forward, Emmett mentioned on the counter-attack and stuff like that. And the person that potentially is likely to play that through ball could be Luka Modric. He's 6-1 to one for an assist, which looks quite big to me. He's got seven assists in his last 12 games, and that includes 2v Chelsea, 1v PSG, and 1v Sociedad. So not just, he got three in one game against Levante, but it's not just cannon fodder he kind of does it against. Um, and he assisted Vinicius against Liverpool last season as well. So it's happened before, and it's 6-1 to one for the repeat. And then the final one that sort of grabbed my eye was uh, Virgil van Dijk for Man of the Match at 13-1. to one. Sounds a little short, but I think the potential candidates is, is quite short. Obviously, Liverpool have got probably like five attackers that you could maybe make a case for. But I feel like they they share the praise around a little bit. And then obviously, if Madrid, you're probably looking at uh, Benzema or or Vinicius or maybe even Modric. And they're all shorter than Van Dijk. So I think Van Dijk makes uh, standout appeal at, at the price. He won it in the 2019 final. Um, he also won it in the uh, EFL final earlier this season against Chelsea. And it's decided by the uh, UEFA technical ob- observers. And I just had, I just thought it was really interesting to read basically what they said about Van Dijk in the final in 2019. They said he showed outstanding leadership and was Liverpool's best defender. He made crucial interventions when needed and played with a cool head throughout. So... For me, that just need that's kind of Van Dijk playing at his average kind of thing. It doesn't need to, him to be a world beater. Um, he averages the most passes in this Liverpool team, so he's the guy that generally starts the move. So, you know, whether it be a short pass um, out to the fullbacks or maybe a, a clip ball out to Salah, which he quite likes, um, there's plenty of appeal surrounding him. Obviously, he's a, a huge threat from set pieces as well. Um, but I have to say, generally, the, this award normally goes to an offensive player. Um, but as I say, I think um, you have to look at the individual game in question. And I think here, as I say, the, he's the biggest prize out of all the players that I consider like a serious candidate. 
I was looking forward to that section with Stinch and he did not disappoint. He never does. Uh, Jason, in terms of player bets or kind of other props bets, what, what stands out to you? Yeah, the first thing with a player prop bet is always to consider what position the player is actually playing on the pitch. So for an extreme example, if Messi plays his normal position, he's going to score a lot of goals, provide a lot of assists. But as good as Messi is, if you put him in the left-back position, the chances of him scoring goals, assisting goals drops, and he's probably going to pick up more fouls or bookings than your average left-back. Oh, it'd so, be fun to see, though. It'd it? be worth a try. See what Mbappe thinks. If he doesn't like I'd him, love take him in left-back there, yeah. But if you look at that Liverpool front three, there's been a subtle change since the start of the season that makes a difference in these player prop markets. And Stinch has alluded to it with Mane's record since returning from the African Cup of Nations. Rather than playing left at the front three with Jota in the central, Mane is now the central man. And I think Diaz is going to start left at the front three. Yeah. Yeah. So if you consider Mo Salah is about 11 to 8 to score any time, Sadio Mane is 7 to 4. Now, Salah is rightly a shorter price because he's on penalties. But I think there's more value in the 7 to 4, knowing the position that Mane is more likely to pick up during the game. And I don't think Jota is going to start, but if you do an in play bet, I think there's some competitors out there that have Jota priced wrong in shots and goals markets as well. If Jota's coming on and he's playing, looks like he's going to slot into the central of the tree, there's potentially in-play bets there that you could have a look at. So for me, there's value in Mane there. Given the position he'll play on the pitch, he should be getting about 25% of Liverpool's goals um, from that position, given he's not on penalties. Um, other ways, matchups are great things to look at player bets. And we've kind of touched on Trent against Vinicius Jr., if Trent is fouling Vinicius Jr., I think something's gone wrong. I think Trent should be offensively in possession, should be far enough up the pitch that he's not as far back or out of possession that he's helping with that press. And I think it's more important the job that Henderson, Fabinho, and whether it's Matip shadowing or Kanata just with a bit more pace, that's what needs to deal with that break when it happens, not necessarily Trent. But I it's a strong, strong, solid argument for a Trent booking at that price. But for me, I'm going to the opposite side of the pitch and I'm looking at Danny Carvial yes. against Luis Diaz. <laughs> I knew somebody there, was going to talk about go. Danny there. Carvajal. I don't even have to explain it, Kev. A football, anyone that watches football, and know yeah. this is a matchup that you need to look at. What I will tell you is we have him priced at two to one on the Betfair Sportsbook, Carvial to be booked in 90 minutes. It's as short as 11 to eight in places out there. So... There's good value. It's a great book and it's a great, great price. The other one that people are going to look at is Casemiro. I just don't know how he gets away with it. I just don't know. But he does. I think he's, he's a just... Jedi or a Sith. He's got <laughs> yeah. mind control on Rex. There's no foul he here. Does it. You know what I mean? It's incredible. Like, um, yeah. we're, we're a really good price at about 13 to 8 on Casemiro, as short as 6 to 5 in places. So if you're doing your bet builders, if you're looking for a player to be booked, Really good prices on the Betfair Sportsbook. But my pick would be Danny Carvial if you're looking to slot one in. Yeah, I, I think you've. I think that's a great shout. Because, I mean, he's still chasing his tail after facing Mbappe. I, I mean, he, he, he just looks a haunted man. So, yeah, I think that's a, a great shout. As for you, Emmett, who are you looking at? Yeah, I, I, I echo the lot of sentiments with regard to uh, Car- with, uh, Carvajal and Alexander-Arnold. Just, just a couple of statistics that um, I think Vinicius is... He's second in dribbles taken per game in La Liga and fifth in terms of most foul player in, in La Liga. So I think, again, not many players, traditional wingers, who will give, who will draw their fullback into fouls. So I think, again, for all the reasons Mark outlined, I think four to one's a fair bet. And again, I think, like, I think Vinicius will 
they do damage against Alexander Arnold. Like, but I think what like Carvajal is totally overmatched against Diaz. I think Carvajal is a player who's passed his best. And we saw against Kylian Mbappe, like Carvajal had a yellow card in that game and was basically taken off after around 60 or 70 minutes so he wouldn't get sent off because Mbappe was cleaning him out. I think Diaz would do the exact same. Diaz, again, would have similar dribble numbers to Wilfred Zaha. He's a player who would really go at his man. We saw that in the kind of Villarreal second leg. The game changed when Liverpool were just like, we'll get the get diagonals to Diaz. He'll take on his man and we'll go from there. I think Liverpool would do something similar. They'll be really targeting Carvajal. I just, I, 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 I just Carvajal as well is such a cynical player. He's a far more cynical player than Trent. <laughs> so I think, again, I, I think the, the bet builder for Carvajal, Alexander Arnold cards is around, I think it's around 14 to 1. I think that's, that's definitely, that's, I, that, that's definitely worth the punt. The one, the player I like though, just because of the way the game might set up in both the shots marking, to have a shot on target and for the match is Andy Robertson. And just the reasoning here is, I think the likelihood is that Liverpool will stick with the, sorry, Real Madrid will stick with the team selection they've had in the kind of previous rounds where they'll play nominally Fede Valverde on the right-hand side. But he, he effectively will be a fourth midfielder. So like Robertson will have like that side free. Whereas I think Alexander Ireland might be a bit constrained in going forward because he knows Vinicius could be playing in behind him. Robertson, I think, will have basically nobody in his side. I think he'll be able to push on. And the way, I think, because Liverpool will know that they have such an advantage with Diaz against Carvalho. I just think, I think a lot of Liverpool's attacks will be down that left-hand side. And I think, and again, and I just, I, again, I think that that's, that, that, that sets up for Robertson to have a strong game. Robertson's actually also scored, he scored two goals in the last month. I think just with, with, with as well, if Liverpool are behind, I think we'll see Robertson booking near forward and, and, and getting plenty of shots. So at over three to one for a shot on target, I think that's, that's, that's worth the bet. And if you're looking for at a bigger price, he's 20 to 1 from out of the match, but he's a lot bigger than that, uh, that price is at elsewhere. So as in, I think the, yeah, and Andy Robertson angle is my luck. I hope Danny Carvajal doesn't watch this. He might not turn up, to be honest. If he listens to this show, I, th- I think he might get scared. Because the point you make is a good one, because he's not only got to deal with Diaz, he's then got Robertson constantly on the overlap. So that's going to be a nightmare for Danny Carvajal. We've mentioned the bet builder, by the way. If you're going, what's a bet builder? What are they talking about? Well, the Sportsbooks bet builder gives you the ability to combine a few bets. It increases your options. Um, Stinch, if you had to pick a bet builder and put a few together, what would you come up with? Yeah, so I tried to think of how do I think the match is most likely to play out. And in my mind, I feel like Liverpool are likely to have more possession and try and control the game. I think we've kind of already alluded to that with Madrid looking probably to play on the counter-attack. And given it's a final, um, there might be some caginess. So it could take a a while for perhaps um, a breakthrough to happen. So essentially, I feel like the game could just continue the same pattern for for a long period of time. So I thought, what bet builder could I do that would uh, lean itself to that kind of game state? So I looked at over 6.5 Liverpool corners, with Liverpool obviously doing most of the attacking and forcing corners. Madrid to get the most cards. I think we, we, we know that they're a lot more cynical than, than, than Liverpool. And if they're having to do more defending, then that kind of leads itself to more fouls and, and potentially more cards. And then uh, just to, that, that kind of made it to about 7-2. to two. And I thought, well, I'll just tip it over the kind of 4-1 to one mark. And I went for a Salah to have one shot on target. And that comes out at 11-2. to two. And I thought that was quite juicy. As Jason already said, Salah is the penalty taker. 
um, after probably some revenge from the 2018 final. And he, he can be very greedy in certain situations. So I felt he was probably the best one to choose. Um, Liverpool averaging over seven corners a game in the Champions League, and which I think is quite a healthy number because a lot of the, those games they didn't actually need to win. You think about the, all of their second legs with, with taking healthy two-goal leads and the fact they won all six group games. So they were qualified from a very early stage. So that, that arguably that number, if they had to try and win every game, that uh, average of 7.1 could be even higher. In terms of cards, Liverpool collected just 14 cards in the Champions League compared to Madrid's 26. So Madrid collected nearly double. And Salah averaging 1.62 shots on target per game across Premier League and Champions League. So just to have one shot on target is very much within his, his average. So yeah. That was 11 to 2, and I thought that was that was quite good because you're not really you're not potentially lying relying on something to definitely happen in terms of uh, you know a hard statistic like a goal or the, a team definitely winning or somebody definitely scoring. You're just kind of relying on what might happen a lot within those 90 minutes. Strong start, Jason. What have you got for us? Yeah, similar to Stinch, you're trying. With a bet builder, how do you see the game going and, and paint a narrative in your head and then do bets to match up with that narrative? Um, so I'm kind of leaning towards like Liverpool dominating the majority of the match and then particularly in the second half. If you look at Liverpool's substitutions in the knockout stages versus Real Madrid substitutions, I think that's going to be quite telling in this final. Um, Real Madrid might be able to contain Liverpool, still be in touch with Liverpool, but I think once the subs start to happen, I think eventually if Liverpool haven't made the breakthrough, you'll see the breakthrough coming at that stage. Um, on average in the knockout stages, Liverpool have made 4.33 subs per game, whereas Real Madrid have made just 3.8 in 90 minutes. And when you consider Real Madrid have had the battle all the way through, whereas Liverpool had a couple of second legs where the game was already won. That says that Angelotti, like in these difficult games, in difficult moments, he's looking at his bench and he hasn't got a player that he's happy maybe to bring in and use his full account of subs. Um, okay, Camavinga, brilliant, going to be world-class for the next 10, 15 years. But once Angelotti brings him on, the next he's kind of looking at is like Danny Ceballos, whereas Klopp, you know, he can make, if Henderson doesn't start, he comes on. Naby if if they need something different. Curtis Jones, if they need something different again. James Milner, if they need something again. So Klopp has like three or four midfielders on the bench, whereas Angelotti really only has one that he'd be happy to put on. Then you look and then Angelotti, then he's having to bring on Vasquez as a makeshift fullback if, you know, Carvial is getting the run around. So just the substitutions in the second half, I think are going to make a massive difference. And for that reason, I'd be looking at Liverpool to win the second half. You'll get about 11 to 8 on that. And I'd put it in a double with a Real Madrid red card, just touching on the points that we aligned about earlier about Carvial. Casemiro might finally blow his top because it's a final. If you're losing by two or three goals doesn't matter if you get sent off the last 10 minutes so you put Real Madrid to have a red card at about 13 to 2 with Liverpool to win the second half that means just to beat Real Madrid over that 45 minutes you'll get it bigger than 12 to 1 on it which I think is really nice um just to feed into that just as a single as well two or more goals in the second half at 10 to 11 I think that the first half can be cagey and tight so two or more goals in the second half at 10 to 11 I think is another way of um having a look at that narrative it's been a healthy dose of violence throughout the show. Always good to see. It's one of our trademarks here on Football Only Better. Emmett, what have you got for us? Yeah, just I'll, I'll stick I'll stick with the angle. I, 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 I just fancy Real Madrid at least takes this game to extra time. So I've got the first leg for Real Madrid and draw, draw a double chance. And then as as, as, we, as everyone knows, really, if, 
if if, if Real Madrid are going to go close, I think they're going to be unbel- It's I think we're going to need massive performances from both Benzema and Vinicius Junior. So I've gone with both of them to either score or assist. I just feel like I think the, the chance of Real Madrid getting kind of a, in, in, in a position where they're winning this double chance, whether it's a one all or two all game, without uh, those two players having attributed slim. But also, if if Real Madrid were to get ahead, I think it, as as it's a good angle that kind of Stinch mentioned, like Real Madrid to to, to win, get, get get the most cards that are adding even money is, is is worth including in all your bet builder because if they're behind, they'll I can see them they I can see them losing the rag with the referee and kind of. And it could have gone down that route, but if they're ahead, you're going to see some incredible time wasting and cynicism from Real, <laughs> and, and, cons- and consistently Liverpool at, are at the kind of the lowest end of the disciplinary disciplinary table. They're always maybe down at down at the kind of in the bottom two or three teams, and I think whereas Real Madrid are totally totally different proposition. So I think that's that that, that that's kind of a strong a strong like for, any, for for anyone's bet builder for the weekend. Yeah, they might wear white, but they are far from angelic. Uh, one more bet builder for you. We're going to get the guys to combine a bet builder. And what we call bet builder, can we tip it? Bet builder, yes, we can. So each of the three guys are going to come up with just the one selection to hurl into this bet builder pot for us. I'm going to start with Emmett. Yeah, as for all the reasons myself and Jason mentioned, I think Danny Carvalho to be card is, is the, he's the... He's the he, he's the kind of banker in the in the, in the car betting. I just think the way the way Diaz plays, we'll get so many opportunities for this for this bet to click, and and, and the price is very good, uh, just under two to one. Poor old Danny Carvajal. He will be so sad if he listens to this. Uh, Jason, I, I think he's a quality player. Like offensively, he's excellent, and um, he's just been really unlucky with injuries. But yeah, I think he's not going to have a great night Saturday. That's a big issue, actually. You mentioned the injuries; it has slowed him down. There's no doubt about that. Oh yeah, yeah. Because he was a lot more dynamic when he was a younger player. And actually, well, just talking him up, actually, for a minute. <laughs> actually, with the Manchester City game, he was absolutely key, wasn't he? Because oh, it was that... his cross for Rodrigo's header. So going forward, he's still a danger. Yeah, the last 10 minutes of the City game, they don't get the results. I mean, we talked about the Furlan-Mendy interception, Courtois with like the sole of his foot, the yeah, studs. Oh, brilliant save. You brilliant know, but like Carvial as well, like... It, and that's that's I suppose what we alluded to at the top of the show in terms of Real Madrid and yeah they can force it as well like they can make stuff happen for them. Um, I was going to go with Danny Carvial, but what I put in then as a second leg, I think it's just Liverpool to win the second half. So that's irregardless of the score at halftime, whether they're ahead, behind, or drawing. It's just Liverpool then to win that forty-five minute section in the second half, given the subs that they have. Like you look at the game against Inter in the first leg, Klopp made four changes within fifteen minutes at the start of the second half. They're 2-0 up and Inter only make one change between that start of the second half and going 2-0 behind. I think it's just it's a massive factor against this particular Real Madrid team and squad. So Liverpool to win the second half is, is the leg I'd put in. And, and Stitch, take, take his time. Um, I'm hoping it will still combine. I wanted to do Madrid most cards at evens. I just thought that was absolute standout considering the fact they've collected nearly double uh, Liverpool's cards across the whole campaign. Um, but maybe the lads can confirm whether that's possible. Yeah, I'll come back to you with a price there. I'll, I'll work it out here, lads, and I'll let you know what the price is. So Danny Carver held to be booked. Real Madrid to pick up the most cards and Liverpool to win the second half. Worth bearing in mind, our fantastic Ackers and Bet Builders offer is running every day. Bet £10 on Ackers or Bet Builders and receive a £2 free bet to use on Ackers or Bet Builders. T's and C's are in the description. 18 plus. See gambleaware.org. 
Org. Now to the most lucrative match on the planet, they call it the Championship Playoff Final. It offers a golden ticket to the promised land of the Premier League, but there's only one up for grabs. It'll go to either Nottingham Forest or Huddersfield Town. Stitch, this is one for the coaches, isn't it, really? Because Steve Cooper and Carlos Corberan have both done tremendous jobs. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think it's all very well known that Steve Cooper came in when Forrest were bottom of the league and now he's got them into a playoff final. And I think if you just look at the league since he took over, I think Forrest actually have accrued the most points or at least enough to, to finish in the top two automatic positions. So, yeah, huge, huge kudos to him. Um, do I have slight reservations of people calling it like a, a miracle job considering the fact there were 38 games still left to play it wasn't as if he took over <laughs> when they were bottom at Christmas or something yeah. Um, but yeah the point remains he's done a fantastic job and you can just bat that up actually um, most wins with 22 fewest goals conceded 28 fewest defeats with five second most goals scored with 66 so yeah he's done a he's done a fantastic job Carlos Corberan <clears throat> mentioned on podcast before, yeah, another man that I think has done almost just as good a job because Huddersfield were in a precarious position after relegation from the Premier League. You know, they didn't score goals in the Premier League. So just because they've come down one level doesn't necessarily they're all of a sudden going to mean they score a goal in the championship. There were some reservations when he took over. I'm not sure why, because anyone that's been Bielsa's assistant, I think probably knows a little bit about football. So I'm very, very happy to have got behind him. He sort of steadied the ship, I would say, in his first season. And this season, he's just done he's just done an unbelievable job. But what I will say is I do think the championship is quite weak this season in particular. There's a lot of teams at the top 10 of League One that would probably be favourites against uh, the bottom half of the championship, a lot of those teams. So I think the championship is uh, it's very lopsided in terms of the your Fulhams, your, your Bournemouths and your Forests, essentially. Uh, you take those three teams out and I think the league is, is a little bit ordinary. Um, is that money thing, Stinch? Yeah, probably. You think about the fact that, um, you know, Fulham, West Brom, Norwich, Bournemouth, yo-yo really, between the championship and the Premier League, they get their parachute payments and often will buy the best players off other teams in the championship. I was very surprised to see Kiefer Moore, for example, go from Cardiff to Bournemouth. I thought Cardiff missed an opportunity there to cash cash in on him. And then he said cash out then. Cash in on him on uh, <laughs> after Why his change that bit of a lifetime? <laughs> <laughs> after his tremendous Euros. Um, and you look at the fact that Harry Wilson was uh, sort of a, almost a permanent loan player in the division and now Fulham were able to sign him permanently. So, yeah, I think that the money there is is probably what's driving it, definitely. Um, and the fact that those championship clubs become weaker um, and League One teams, I think because there's such a battle to get out of it, those League One teams are just continually strengthening themselves, getting themselves even better so that when they do get promoted, they're already a mid-table championship team. So, yeah, I think we could see a lot of surprises from uh, from the teams that have gone up from League One. I would, wouldn't be surprised to see Wigan and maybe Sunderland pushing for the, those top six places next season. But in terms of this match, I think, again, I'm looking at it in terms of the, the numbers. I think the numbers are worth looking at in terms of the underlying process compared to the odds. Because with Forest here, they're, they're about... Nearly 2.3 on the exchange, um, but they might be higher um, I knew after having looked last night. Um, but if you just look at the expected goal difference between the two teams, Forrest is, is over 15 and Huddersfield is less than one. So that just goes to show that Huddersfield have been on the right side of a lot of fine margins this season, where Nottingham Forest have thoroughly deserved to be where they are. 
Um, they've met three times. They played in the FA Cup as well. And Forrester won two of those three meetings. And, and in the other one, they, they did create the better chances in a, in a narrow defeat. When they played each other in the FA Cup, I, won't, I don't want to read too much into it, but it is just here for a guide. Forest were 1.8 at home. So obviously you remove home advantage and, and you obviously got to move Forest out as a result of that. But regardless of that, I just think that was back in March. I still think Forest have improved and got better. Um, and I think I think you want to be with Forest basically. So I think it's fantastic given the odds you can back Forest minus a quarter around about 1.92. So essentially it means you're having half your stake on Forest to win and half your stake on Forest draw no bet. So you've got your draw on your side. So if it does finish your draw, you still get half your money back. And I think this game is going to be Forest essentially trying to break this stubborn Huddersfield team down and, and ultimately win the match. I think we saw last weekend Sunderland v Wickham. I think it's going to play out a very similar fashion with, as I say, with the the favourite doing most of the the attacking. So yeah, I think I think Forest here are, are the bet considering they are pro- probably a Premier League team in all but name. Yeah, Emmett, I think a lot of people thought Carlos Corberan being a disciple of Bielsa would come and play that same style, but it's not that at all, is it? If anything, it's kind of the opposite. Yeah, absolutely. It kind of reminds me a little bit of when um, they got promoted under, not the same style of play, but in terms of under David Wagner, their kind of their, their stats were also similarly mediocre. And you thought, how, 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 how are they doing this? Like, That's Wagner ball. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Like, and the kind of, um, I would just like, like Marcel, I was looking at the expected goal difference last night, and I couldn't believe how bad Huddersfields were. But I do feel like they definitely benefited from the kind of the, the kind of the just just the placings from the during the playoff semi final. We saw, um, like we saw not as far as kind of edge and evenly match tie against Sheffield United. And to me, Sheffield United have like at at worst the third best squad in the championship, but possibly pushing more. I think they have a superb squad. They're ready to get promoted, and I think they would have comfortably beaten Huddersfield over two legs. So I think it's I think that I think there was a, it's a huge kind of edge for Forest. Whereas I think Luton are kind of Luton obviously had a good season, but just they don't have nearly the same same quality. They don't have the same kind of Premier League level players and the kind of and the benefit of the parachute payments that, that they Sheffield... weren't expected to be there, were they? No, exactly, exactly. So I think the so I think this, I think that's that's it. But that to me, that's an edge, Nottingham Forest, and I just like, like and even on those kind of the statistics that we have for Nottingham Forest, like I think if Cooper had been there at the start of the season, we could see their XG figures up a lot, up 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 kind of closer to Bournemouth than they are. I think Forest is the far superior, the far superior team, as those stats indicate. And but it just if you're looking for something to back them, maybe kind of even money doesn't appeal, close to even money doesn't appeal that much to you. I'd include maybe Brennan Johnson to score assist. So I'd go Forest to win and Brennan Johnson to score assist. Since I think it's week 22 of the championship season, he scored 13 goals and had six assists. Like he's been one of the he's been like the, near the him and, and uh, Fabio Carvalho and been the two primary attacking midfielders in, in the championship. And he's like he's like he's he looks like he's potentially going to be kind of a breakout player who if they are going to stay up next year will have to be their standout player so I think yeah just given he's had 13 goals and 6 assists in his last around 24 matches 13 to 10 and a score assist I think is a is a fairly fair price and if you combine those two so Forrest to win and Brennan Johnson to score assist it's around 5 to 2 looks a fair bet to me uh, Jason's been doing his Carol Vorderman impression and he tells us that the uh, the bet builder we put together for the Champions League final is uh, just above 9-1, to one, did you say, Jason? Very yeah, nice. just above 9-1, to one, yeah. It's um, it's a very good price, I think. Like um, like if Carvial gets booked with one leg up and you're already one ahead then in, in Real Madrid to have most cards 
And if Carvial's getting booked, he's obviously under pressure. Liverpool are obviously doing something right more than likely. So Liverpool to win the, the second half, regardless of the score at halftime, Liverpool to win the second half. Um, yeah, just over nine to one, I think it's uh, it's a very good price. And like I said, um, Self and Emmett will will have a look and will will boost it. So it'll be a nice, generous price on site on the Betfair Sportsbook. Lovely stuff. We are good to you people, aren't we? Uh, Jason, in terms of the Championship playoff final, we're back to these intangibles again, aren't we? Because uh, I agree with Stinch, I, I agree with Emmett, and those guys know a hell of a lot more about the Championship than I do. I wouldn't even pretend to be remotely an expert in the in the EFL. But I go back to the, what I do know is I know about Nottingham because I used to live there for five years. I understand that area. I live just a few doors down from the city ground. So I know what it means to them to have a club in the Premier League. That brings its own pressure, doesn't it? So I know that they're the better team. But if Huddersfield dig in and make it awful, make it a dreadful, tense game, you know, that might go against Forrest, mightn't it? Absolutely. Like Huddersfield, I think, have to bring Forrest slightly down to their level to, to get the job done. Um, personally, I'd love to see Forrest back in the Premier League. When I started Me following too. football, they were a Premier League club. Um, obviously, Brian Clough, who was later days, and obviously learned and enjoyed a lot more about reading and learning about Brian Clough. And later on, you know, it was, it was unfortunate that Forrest, the way it ended there for them. But um, yeah, it's a long time for them not to be in the Premier League. And Based on what they've done this season, I think they deserve to be favourites for this match and I think they deserve to win it. But like you don't always get what you deserve. That's just life. Um, one way to try and quantify what the lads have said, like Huddersfield, the goal difference, Forest goal difference. If you look at closing prices, it'll give you an expected points from that match. So if you look at a Huddersfield for 46 games in the championship, based on the closing prices, they were expected to get 59 points. They finished the season with 82 points. That's plus 23 points. That's That really isn't the market being wrong. The market isn't always that wrong. That's Huddersfield coming out the right side on a couple of um, games that there's just a goal in it. To give that context, Leicester, when they won the Premier League title, they overperformed their closing price by about 25 points. So like, it's really on the extremes, Huddersfield, to get this points total, to get into the playoffs. Um, so that's, you know, Forest are the better team. I know awful start to the season but we know about Cooper coming in and what they've done since unbelievable record and if you take the closing prices and look at the rating since the 1st of February Forest are rated 0.4 of a goal better than Huddersfield and, and that's exactly what the match prices are telling you here um, lads make great points um, seeing bits of the playoffs uh, the fact that Sheffield United had to play a Forest that should have been the final it would have been a better final a fairer final um, I thought Forest played Sheffield United off the park in the first half at Bramall Lane as well uh, whereas Huddersfield, Luton, you know, it's Huddersfield, Jordan Rhodes scores a late goal and again, the edge another match by a single goal. So for me, I think Forrest are a fair price at about 11 to 10 to win in the 90 minutes, but it's a championship playoff final. It's going to be cagey. It's going to be tight. So I'd give you three legs for a bet builder. I'd give you Forrest promotion at four to seven. I'd give you under two and a half goals in 90 minutes at four to seven. Seven out of the last nine or 10 championship playoff finals has seen the unders click. That'll tell you how tense it is. And then Jack Callback to be carded. It's about two to one. Um, essentially, he's played about 77% of Forest minutes this season. And he's picked up himself 10 yellows and one red. Forest have picked up 90 yellows and three reds. So if you actually quantify that for the minutes he's on the pitch, he's picking up over 15% of Forest cards when he's on the pitch. A normal player in his position, central midfield or slightly to the left, normally picks out about 
12% of the cards. So, like, he's just prone to picking up bookings. So, give him what's on the line. Given this last game of the season, you know, it doesn't matter if he gets booked for whatever the reason is. If it's just a yellow, he's not going to be suspended. So, you put those three together in a bet builder and you'll get a little bit bigger than seven to one for your Sunday afternoon because it's well worth watching the game. It always delivers. It, not in terms of goals, but in terms of drama, it definitely always delivers. Yeah. Last well, week. Oh, Sorry, stinch. Yeah. Just before the say, end. No, on, on that, Jack Colback shout is a great shout because he's likely left to play left wing back because Forrest have got injury problems down that side. So he's even more likely to pick up a card rather than in central midfield. You get things and get a bit muddled there. But yeah, left left wing back, he's got that whole side to, to cope with. And Huddersfield, obviously, very good uh, wide delivery from the likes of uh, Harry Tofolo and, and Sorba Thomas. So yeah, he, he's definitely vulnerable, uh, especially in, a, in the biggest game of the season. And if you have a look on the Betfair Sportsbook as well, most places 13 to 8. He's 2 to 1 with us to get booking in 90 minutes on Sunday. So again, the Betfair Sportsbook, if you're looking to have a Jack Colbert yellow card, then as Stinch has pointed out there, it's there's a really good angle on it. Listen to how excitable they are. I've been trying to finish the show. More ideas. I love it. This is what <laughs> we like to see. They won't let me finish. Right. I love it. Uh, that's all we have time for, sadly, is it? Yes, on this special edition of Football Only Better. That was one of my favourite shows of the season. So very much thank you to the guys for that. Please do remember to gamble responsibly. Loads of great preview content for these matches on betting.betfair.com. Next week, we'll be looking ahead to the internationals in June, the Nations League, the World Cup qualifiers are on the horizon. But for now, from Stinch, from Jason, from Emmett, and from me, enjoy the Champions League final. Enjoy the Championship playoff final. If you're a Forest fan or you're a Huddersfield fan, I'm sure you won't enjoy it during the game. You'll be watching uh, through your fingers. But uh, it's goodbye for me.